unfortunately the wi-fi is not fantastic here in australia in this hotel but um yeah <laughs> i've been working off of phone data and it's not there's there's so much happening it's been so hard i've had to go to like internet cafes and like <laughs> just anywhere i can get wi-fi <laughs> Welcome back, one and all. Thank you for listening. If you're new here, this is the Totally Wholesome, Not Dirty podcast, and I'm your host, Molly Stewart. We define wholesome a little differently here, and my guests span everywhere from the adult industry to the vanilla side of humanity. If you haven't, please consider subscribing. Word of mouth is what helps this podcast grow. So share with a friend, leave a comment, download an episode, or anything you can to help with the algorithm. I release episodes every Monday, and if you're subscribed, you'll never miss an episode. You don't want to miss out on all the crazy conversations that evolve here. Um, That's enough from me, and let's get to today's guest. All right. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I look like this. Welcome back to the Totally Wholesome, Not Dirty Podcast. I am your host, Molly Stewart, and today I have my solo episode live stream happening live from Sydney, Australia. So um, today I'm just going to be interacting with you guys from my chat room. Those who are here know that it's happening, so it's probably weird for you to listen to right now as I'm addressing you, but not addressing you, but I'm also addressing a wider audience who will be listening and or watching. If you like to watch, go to youtube.com slash Molly Stewart chats and uh, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you don't miss out on an episode. And here we are. So yes, um, what I saw this, Shan. So yes, Shan, I am currently in Australia and I have been for I don't even know what day it is if if I'm honest so I've been here for a minute and I take my coffee just like I like my men Ugh. dark and bitter now uh, <laughs> in my mouth <laughs> yes I take my coffee like I take my men in my mouth <laughs> Actually, that's one of the funny things. So, um, and I, I've talked to so many women, like, and, and inside the industry, I guess, like, is probably more prevalent that women, like, enjoy giving head and giving blowjobs. But outside the industry is like, I, it's like a, it's like a precursor to sex to, like, get it ready or, like, if I have to, or if it's like been a while and he deserves it, I love giving my man head. I love giving head to women. Like I think it's anyway. Do you guys do you guys find that or or not? I don't I don't know. Do you, do you do you often have women who are just like who would rather avoid the blowjob and just go like straight to the sex? Hmm. I talk like Elon Musk. Do I? I thank you, maybe? I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I don't really think I sound like Elon Musk. <laughs> Does he snort as much as I do? <laughs> uh, 
and also how do you guys take your coffee i think that's a pretty i think that's a pretty big thing so something here i've noticed is like everyone takes milk like in their coffee and i typically drink mine black but like everyone is always trying to give me milk in my coffee and i'm like please don't i will shit my pants like i can't i can't do it is everyone here not lactose intolerant like i don't even know if i eat cheese like i get crampy but if i have milk i don't know what the it is about milk but i'm just gonna be shitting myself all day like it's not it's i think i've I've definitely talked about this on episodes before but it's like everything is fine and then you just have to beeline to the bathroom because it's a emergency and it's so stressful like i hate it i don't even like i don't even like sugar in my well thank you (laughs) i don't think i sound like elon musk so i don't even know if this is um i don't know if this is gonna be a great episode or not um I, i do apologize uh to anyone who's listening if if you don't find this entertaining but i one of one of the big things that i want to do with the podcast is at the very least, just like be consistent because, you know, um, so before this trip, I tried to stack up, um, a bunch of, uh, episodes with people. Um, and, and a lot of people came out and came to bat. Laura came multiple times. So, um, it was, it was really great of them, but a lot of people ended up canceling, unfortunately. So I don't have the stack that I thought I would. And I know that I'm not that entertaining on my own. Um, but I think the most important thing is to just keep doing it and be consistent. Hopefully maybe I'll get better at just like talking with myself. Although, um, if you guys are enjoying episodes with Laura, I'd actually like to bring her on more regularly because I think that we always end up having really great conversations and I always laugh my ass off going back and like reviewing my episodes with her and just based on the amount of uh fun that we always have like on set or even just hanging out in person um I think she's great so if you guys like her let me know um I definitely like to bring her back as like a more a more regular guest um as well so Australia is not boring actually I love I love Australia the the little the little things that are issues happening are pretty much nothing to do with Australia and just everything to do with like a house <laughs> problems. Um, all right. So, um, and I know that Cliff mentioned before we started rolling that he, you, you read a story, I believe Cliff, that you would like to know my opinion on. So if you would like to state your case, sir, I will read it out loud. So that the, the audio and visual viewer know what we're talking about and let's do it. And just as a side note to David, um, I know that this is a little bit different than how we've been structuring episodes. So for long pauses, while I wait for people to like write and get reactions, you can just cut the bits out that are too lengthy. Like for instance, this little bit that I'm talking to you and explaining something to you right now. Let's do, let's do tits. Let's do tits. All right, Cliff. I'm waiting on you, my dude. You are in cut footage, yeah. And get the I'll I'll give the whole the whole episode probably available for just like the platforms itself, just so anybody who missed out can always come back and and see it. But as far as like putting on Anchor and YouTube and stuff like that, um, I'll just cut it down for time constraints and so that there's not a lot of like gaps in the audio because someone who's listening doesn't want to wait for like five minutes of dead sound or just me talking about nothing like I'm doing right now and for everyone who keeps posing questions just keep in mind 
open your ears real quick and listen to the fact that I am currently taking a question slash submission from Cliff. So wait your turn, because um, if you're asking something right now, it will probably get lost in the chat as we go. Um, so just wait until I open up other questions and then you have less chance of getting missed um, in the chat by my eyes, if that makes sense. <laughs> And while I wait for Cliff to write this out, I'm going to pour more fake coffee in place. Considering how bad the internet is here, the stream seems to be going pretty decently. I hope it is on your guys' end. It looks okay on mine. Oh, I have some. Here, look. These are my blue light glasses to avoid my headaches. <laughs> How cute do I look right now? Cliff, where did you go? <laughs> Thank you. It's just a little scarf that I've put around my waist because it's green and it matches my shirt. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> so... Cliff says that there was a story in the New York Post about a woman who went to a dinner party and met a man and through the course of the evening decided he was her soulmate and without meeting him again, left her husband of 14 years and two chillins. Wow. And then was rejected by her soulmate. No, no, don't worry about it, Cliff. It's good. We got time. So you're wondering about my thoughts on that. Um... She sounds like a stupid cunt. So, um, like, okay. So for, just imagine, all right, <laughs> you've been with someone for 14 years and you have two kids with them. And then you meet some random person, some random fucking person that you know nothing about at a dinner party. And you're like, yep, that's it. Like, fuck these kids. Fuck my husband. No, fuck that. You are a cunt. And <laughs> she had known the soulmate before. Okay, but okay. So so say that, say that even if she had met him before, all right, or you thought that this person was your soulmate, before you make any life-altering decisions that are going to fuck up your family unit, don't you think that you should talk? with that person that you think is your soulmate to make sure that you're on the fucking same page. Like <laughs> that, that doesn't make it, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's incredibly fucking selfish. Um, had never met him before. Okay. So she had never met him before and then decided to like, just fuck her entire family up for the off chance that she might have a relationship with some random new stranger. No, I, I don't condone it. I think it's I think it's incredibly selfish and it's just stupid. Like I'm trying to think of like comparison stuff. So for instance, it's kind of like like I, I've had situations with for instance, like people from online. Um we talk online. Um, and this is, this is all work-based too. I'm not talking just me and my personal life talking to random people online. I'm talking about like from an OnlyFans setting or a webcam setting 
right? And especially I found this more with webcam because, for instance, I was live streaming every single day for a majority of every day. I would cam often in the mornings and in the evenings. Um, and you would have people who were there every single day, you know, the, the regulars, the crew, or, you know, any of that type of stuff. And there's only... <laughs> there's only so much that you can know about someone from an online setting even if you're even if you're talking to them every day like people people don't actually know me necessarily in the ways that they would maybe think that they do and I think that's gotten a lot better now um, because I'm a lot more straightforward I guess about how things are especially like in my personal life because I'm able to be more transparent now with like the partner that I have and the situation that happened with my divorce and everything but for instance there were all these people and and I could tell them you know I <laughs> I like you as a person um I appreciate the the time and the money that you spend here um and I, I think that you're you're wonderful it doesn't mean that I'm going to be with you or date you or marry you or fuck you or, or any of that type of stuff. And and to, to, to meet someone at a dinner party that you've never met before, that's knowing someone even less than these people who assumed that they could marry me or fuck me just because they spent money on a campsite and thought that they knew everything about me based on what I put out in my broadcasts or in my content. And it's, it's like having these, these expectations that other people are going to feel exactly the way that you feel, but that's not the case. Like you can't, it, it's like, for instance, like with, with religion, you can, you can believe in whatever it is that you believe. You can share those beliefs with other people. You can tell them why you feel the way that you do about something. And it's not going to necessarily make that other person believe all the same things as you you don't have um the same life experiences you don't have any of like you, you don't have any real knowledge about someone until you spend like a significant amount of time with them actually sit down with them face to face in person and really get to know someone as the whole human being that they are if that makes sense i, I would consider it narcissistic i mean well i don't I think, I think in, well, I, to be honest, as far as narcissism goes, I mean, I don't know the full extent of how to really define narcissism. And I think narcissism is something that's like, it's thrown around very readily um, to, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've heard people described as narcissistic more in the past two or three years than I have in almost my entire life. Like I've, I've never even heard of like a narcissist to be honest, for the most part until, um, until I started therapy for, for the most part, or actually, you know, shortly before therapy, but the more and more that I see it put out everywhere, like it, I, I wouldn't know. It, it's definitely selfish. It's definitely selfish, but it's, it's putting, it's putting your own feelings and expectations on somebody else without even knowing how they actually feel about it. Or they can actually tell you how they feel about it. Like I've done with so many people and those people just choose to completely disregard what I say because they've built something up in their own head that is more valuable to them than what I'm actually telling them, if that makes sense. So at that point, they don't, love me like they say they do they definitely don't respect me so at that point how 
how would I just throw myself into a relationship with someone? Does that make sense? Like, does what I'm saying make sense to you guys? Or sometimes when I'm talking, I'm not stoned. I feel a lot dumber, which probably sounds really stupid, but I'm not used to just like, I'm not used to just talking deeply about my opinions. This is actually a little bit weird for me. One of the reasons that I like to smoke weed is because it kind of, um, it uninhibits my brain of trying to like censor what I say or like, oh, like overthink it. Overthinking is like my major toxic trait. So I don't know if what I'm saying really makes sense, but emotional manipulation is uh, definitely, definitely a thing. Yeah. Raw dog in it today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I've, I've, I've dealt with and was married to a narcissist as I, as I came to find out. And it, it's one of those things though, that it's not like, it's like, I'm going to say that all of the problems that were in my, my last relationship were because I was with a narcissist. Like I, I put myself in that situation and I, I had no real full understanding of like how, how I should be treated by people. I didn't really have a stellar example laid out by by my parents necessarily um uh definitely not by my by my mom so it, it's something that I don't but even then it's like I can't I can't blame um everything that's happened in my past like on my ex and that's what I went into therapy trying to do is like you know all, all these all these issues that I have or all these problems that I have with myself stem from this one person but at the end of the day it comes back to what I was talking about before we started recording and that's about personal responsibility so at the end of the day um when I did finally make the decision to get out of it that that was my choice and that was my responsibility to actually care about and respect myself enough or at least start to to be like okay well you you don't deserve this but it's it's not all my ex's fault either because there are reasons from his life that made him turned out to be the, the the kind of person that he was so it's like it's like i've said before like i don't hold animosity or hate um towards that person because it's like i know that they had their own struggles and abuse and situations leading up to to create the situation um that i i was put into and um i mean i guess there's there's a lot of um responsibility that falls on that person but at the end of the day like this woman <laughs> choosing to leave her her children behind and her husband with like no confirmation from this person that she made up in her head to be her soulmate that's incredibly selfish if it's not narcissistic it's selfish and it, it like shows it shows no care or respect for her partner or or for her children which even like people get divorced all the time relationships don't work out but before you make those big life altering decisions especially where a family and children are involved like do you just not care about anyone but but yourself you know what i mean like that doesn't i i don't condone that at all <laughs> like like people people get divorced all the time my parents are divorced i've been divorced but it's there are there are certain there there are very good reasons that I have in my brain for why I got divorced, and they're they're very like solid reasons based in reality. It's not like 
it's not like I had no abuse. My I didn't have children. Um, it's not like there was no abuse coming from my partner, and I didn't leave my partner for some random person that I just met, or even I didn't even leave him for someone that I knew. I I just I left for me. That's that's a that's a totally different ballgame. So I don't know. Gentlemen, Sweaty Sack Summer is fast approaching, and it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your family jewels. The sponsor of today's episode, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing these out on my man, and I can say they're the most comfortable underwear fabric that I've felt. In fact, I may have to steal them for myself. I sleep in the nude, but that's exactly how you'll feel wearing these undies. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. You would ensure a family heirloom, so make an investment in Manscaped's new boxer briefs to ensure the best comfort for your family jewels. Speaking of family, Father's Day is right around the corner, and what's a better way to thank Dad than treating him and yourself to this exclusive offer for my listeners? Get 20% off and free shipping with my code TWND at manscaped.com. The Lawnmower 4.0 in the Manscaped Performance Package is ready to tackle the generational growth of hair for you both from head to toe. The best package for your package also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold it all. Their fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology and has a 400k LED spotlight for a very precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof, so shaving anywhere is easier. We all know dads love comfort, and the new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped are the perfect way to save every father from uncomfortable heat. This gift is a hit for any daddy in your life. Let all the balls breathe this summer, whether on the golf course, taking out the trash, or getting ready for a hot date. Don't show up with a sweaty sack. Get 20% off and free shipping with my code TWND at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code TWND at manscaped.com. Treat your dad or have the ladies calling you daddy with Manscaped. As someone who always loves new technology, one question that I have is, why can't tech be cute? But then I discovered kawaii lighting, and I realized that it actually can be, and it is, at kawaiilighting.com. These aren't basic ring lights. They stand out. So whether you're looking for RGB to make a statement or want to do something extra cute, like with their cat, heart, or star-shaped lights, kawaiilighting.com has you covered. Get one for yourself get one for the cute streamer in your life. Whoever you get one for, use code TWND at checkout or click the affiliate link in the description to let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Has has my last marriage turned me off to marriage? No, I don't think so. I think, I think everyone's situation is different. And I think... I... <laughs> I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've really talked about this, but, um, so like uh, growing up, I was raised very religious and I have talked about that, but it was one of those things. Like I, I grew up watching my parents fight all the time. Like they would sometimes hide it, sometimes wouldn't. I remember like telling them like when I was very young that they should just get divorced. Um, 
and they never did and it was it was taught like to me and to everyone else like in the church like once you're married that's it you you make it work and it's hard work forever and it's always hard work but i think if you're with the right person there there's hard work involved but it's not something that feels like work necessarily there are things that are difficult and it's not like you're always going to agree on everything but when you're with a, a person who actually respects you and gives you validation and who you equally respect then it's not it's not it's not the same type of situation like I, when i was with my ex for instance and we're fighting all the time and everything that i did was wrong i took it on myself because of my upbringing that no, no matter how i was treated um no matter what was said or done to me that it was my responsibility to make that relationship work and last which is kind of crazy because i i wasn't even religious um past the age of maybe like 14 but it's you know watching my parents fight all the time i just assumed that that's what all relationships were but i don't think that it necessarily has to be that way and um it, like after my parents did get divorced um when i was an adult um i talked to both of them about it and my dad especially and it gave me a lot better of an understanding of relationships in general and more how they should work and why relationships don't always work out and i don't think that you know every relationship is doomed to fail but i don't think every relationship is going to succeed either but that's just part of life and and people change um as they they grow and people make other decisions my parents got married very very early very young my mom had me when she was like 20 or 21 um i believe and i got married when i was i want to say i believe i got married when i was 20 but my situation with getting married was not it was not proposed to it was we're getting married and within two days we were at the courthouse getting married and we didn't tell the family about it there wasn't like a ceremony it wasn't like a thing and then once once i was married it was something well now i own you and i don't like for instance the relationship i'm in now that's not something that i have ever felt with with my last relationship um it wasn't even someone that i wanted to necessarily be with initially it was someone who wore me down time after time after time and treated me before they were with me like a fucking princess when i didn't want to be with them and no one else had ever treated me like that so <laughs> when i finally gave in and was like all right i'll i'll date this person because they not with me treat me better than anyone else that i've been with and as soon as i was with that person before we were even married i spent the rest of my relationship fighting for affection or to feel or, or fighting for to, to to try to feel like i had importance or value to this person it was like as soon as they had me 
they they cut off everything that actually made me get with them in the first place if that makes sense i don't i don't know if if that really makes sense but i talked to my therapist about it for sure and it was one of those things that i didn't really realize until after the fact everything that i that i did for this person um i did what they told me to because i thought if if i do what you ask of me here or if i or if i give in here or if i i go against what i want here because you want it then maybe you'll want me again like you did before i was with you and it it never it it never came back um to that so um it was very i i guess that's that's the thing that that they do the narcissists they they are everything that you need until they have you and then they will make you work forever to try to get some semblance of um that validation or love back that you thought that they had because it wasn't it wasn't real in the first place yes <laughs> once he got me he didn't want me anymore yeah but for some reason um every time that i would try to leave um or would try to speak my mind well then it was no one will ever love you how i love you and no one <laughs> and because you've done all these things for me or because of the job that i put you into everyone else that you ever encounter will only see you as that and they won't respect you and they won't love you and they won't value you and the only time that he told me that he valued me or how much he loved me was when i was at my breaking point of feeling just like i wanted to die or to leave the relationship or anything so it was like i was getting all these little these tiny little tiny little treats of affection and, and once you when you have none of that and then you get a little bit of it when you're feeling down and out and at your worst you hold on to those because you're like well of course now that i have done all these things like i'm this broken person who who could possibly love or understand me besides this person <laughs> because especially when i was in that situation it's not like i had anybody else around to kind of um talk to about what was going on or or to to understand how the situation was because as soon as anyone would get close enough um i, I would <laughs> i'd be fed these lies um about what they had said about me or who they were as a person or um all these things so it, w it ended up just being very isolating and that's definitely not the, the relationship that i have now um i'm encouraged to have friends and to to go out with them or on my own or to do what it is that i want to do in my job like so many times i'm just like oh you know the podcast is it's not gaining traction and and no one cares about it and should i even do it i'm encouraged to to continue doing it because it's you know it's it's not all about the money and it's not you know all about keeping me contained in this little box only for this one person's use and enjoyment i'm with someone who wants me to have the fullest life that i possibly can and actually share it with this other person and their life is shared with me as well and it's it's two pieces that 
that kind of they don't make a whole i'm whole on my own for once it's just like it's it's just like a double scoop of ice cream instead of one scoop of ice cream if that makes sense it's probably a horrible analogy but i don't know <laughs> yeah two holes coming to together to create a new hole yes yeah no but i and then and that's why like i'm i'm not turned off necessarily from the idea of marriage or or with being with one person forever because you know i mean and even even arguments or disagreements you know everybody has those you're with someone long enough you know i'm I'm a little crazy i don't know if you guys know this about me but i have a lot of trauma that i'm working through but it's like i'm, I'm never made to um never made to feel th bad necessarily like things are talked through like like actual adults and like someone who actually cares about the things that are happening to me instead of oh you shouldn't feel this way or they'll just be happy like it's you know what i mean like and and i think that depending on the person that you're with perhaps if your relationship is constantly hard work then it's not the right relationship for you and that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing it's just that not not everybody is compatible and not everybody has um the mental awareness or the self-respect or even personal responsibility to set aside things that maybe aren't necessarily as big of a deal and just admit admit that you're wrong sometimes because i you know i'm i'm able to admit that i'm wrong but i'm also not made to feel horrible about myself when i am wrong and i have someone who's also willing to admit when when they do something that necessarily not necessarily bad but something that that might bother me or or any of those kind of things so i think it's all about really finding someone who not only you respect but who respects you in return because it's it's like with it's like with sex you know kind of like takes two to tango and if you're going to have great sex both people have to be fully invested and involved and have good communication about your do's your don'ts what you like what you don't like and it, communication at the end of the day is like the the biggest problem in most relationships romantic or or friendship so if you don't have the ability to properly communicate with someone or if you feel like you're trying to be as open and honest as you can and it's not received from a place of like maybe they don't necessarily understand you but they try to that is something that's incredibly valuable that i feel like a lot of relationships are lacking well, that was a really long thing sorry i don't know this so long. um so i'm gonna i'm gonna pee really quick because you guys know me i'm always peeing and <laughs> and so think of think of some more questions and topics or if you have comments on what i just said that's cool too um i just gotta go pee because i'm about to pee my pants i talked for too long <laughs> oh i did enjoy the pee thank you trey <laughs> that's true it doesn't always have to be someone's fault when a relationship fails it's just that sometimes sometimes people aren't compatible it's it's kind of like um like I think a a good comparison is kind of like like your your first your first love or your your first relationship, right? Like 
how many of us are still in our very first relationship <laughs> of like especially when you're young it's like you don't you don't know who you are our brains aren't fully developed till we're like 25 26 something like that and um people change and grow and there are so many life experiences that you will have and people that you encounter and situations that will arise that change the way that you see the world change the way that you see yourself um and sometimes i guess like there there are people of course who are still with like their high school sweetheart or something like that and i guess it still works out it's typically not common some people just do have the ability to to find that person very early on and and grow and evolve with that person um my situation was a little different like my, my first relationship in high school obviously it didn't work out we were very young like and just stupid kids it was nobody's fault that it ended was there hurt on both sides yes of course there's always going to be hurt when, when a relationship ends but when i got um with my my ex-husband i was very young i knew nothing about the world and he was already 26 or 27 when i met him so it's something that he had already had all those life experiences he he was already who he was going to be for pretty much the rest of his life and that's something that i didn't really understand and that i had a lot of growing to do and i ended up basically becoming a mom <laughs> to my partner and it, it uh, like all all of my all of my 20s was um just kind of taken but that is something that i can appreciate now because it's given me a much different perspective on the world and people and myself um that i wouldn't have had otherwise and i would be a completely different person and for the first time in a very long time i'm actually for the most part quite happy with who i am um, and I think that obviously there's always room for improvement. There's always room for self-growth and evaluation. But I think anybody who's spent any amount of time with me, whether it's online and viewing my live streams or seeing my content, um, I think that most most people would agree that I'm uh, a lot happier and calmer and, and doing a lot more um, than I ever have been. And that feels that feels good to me. What are your feelings on the topic of polyamory um, and has professional experience influenced that? I, I don't really understand uh, polyamory. I, I know it, it works for some people. I assume I don't, I don't think it's something <laughs> that would ever work for me. I'm, um, I'm a very sexual person. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I have sex for a living. I mean, mostly with women, but <laughs> and myself. But I'm, I mean, when, when I look at my, my past experiences, like fighting my entire previous relationship to get affection or attention or love from one person, I'm a very insecure uh, person, which I am working on. I can have love for so many people, for all of my friends and things like that, but I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who could, um who you know even even having sex having sex with multiple people even even like if maybe i wanted to have a threesome with my partner that's that's something that's totally different than having full ass relationships with people and i know a lot of situations with polyamory that that don't 
that don't work out because it's it feels like um most of the time not everybody's on the same page and sometimes it's people just wanting to have sex with multiple people but i don't think that i i would be able to <laughs> to handle in in my own state being like um like because because relationships are i mean they they're work in some ways because it's like you have to work to figure out what it is that you need but also what your partner needs now imagine having to do that with multiple people like dating multiple people at the same time and i i i personally couldn't do that i i like to to know what i can do um for my partner to to make him happy um but also like it he knows me well enough to know what it is that makes me happy and i don't i don't think like watching him going out and like dating other people like would would work for me at all i would be so overthinking the fact of like well then why are we together if we're both just dating other people why are we in a relationship at that point you could just be like single and go out on dates with with a million people but at that point like to me it doesn't really make sense to even be in a relationship like and and i'm not like i'm not hating on anybody who like chooses that lifestyle or whatever but it's not something that would work for me <laughs> like i think it's it's difficult enough to to keep both people happy and stable and mentally aware of what's going on with each other when it's when it's one-on-one -on -one, even if it's you know so I don't, I don't think that that, that that would ever work for me. <laughs> yeah, you're just tagging in and out of, of the relationship. And it's like, and then while while you're maintaining all these other relationships, you have to like stay attuned to not only your immediate partner, but all of these other people that you then have to handle all of their own emotional and mental baggage as well as your own. That sounds fucking exhausting no thank you <laughs> like to anyone who can do that and have it be successful good on you but at that point it's like why if, if you want to if you want to fuck other people then want to just like fuck other people together and just have sex with other people it doesn't have to be like a relationship thing i, I don't i don't think that i could make that work and i don't understand how anybody does to be honest if you are in a polyamorous relationship write in to twndpodcast at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm slash twnd because I want to know. My nose is itchy. Why is it itchy? Ah, it's fine. <sighs> I don't like people either. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Alright. Does anyone else have have any different topics? Maybe or or any comments on perhaps what's been said so far? And are you guys enjoying this so far? I don't want to be like wasting all of your guys' time either. Well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it then. The gun show? Well, guns are illegal in Australia, but they can't stop these guns! Sorry. <laughs>
Oh, scary, scary guns. <laughs> I know. I've been up in the gym just working on my fitness. He's my witness. I put your mouth out right and you be on it down the block just to watch what I got. So to cut that out, David. <laughs> cut this out. Cut. <laughs> keep it <laughs> I don't want to keep it I'm embarrassed by myself <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh this is there's a thing any any questions about uh fitness or anything I've I know I've been um I know I've been hearing a lot of new uh muscle bands and stuff and I, I worked for the uh the her biceps company so I've been doing a lot of like flexing uh customs which has been super fun don't get me wrong I love coming for you guys but um just being able to stand there and flex is kind of cool too and be like look how <laughs> I am having a good time in Australia overall it's like it's like I said like I I but even you guys heard me complaining about the little issues but it's it's just like all those little things it's mostly stuff with the house that's annoying but that's that's anywhere i had my own annoyances with my house in vegas but um australia overall has been really fun i just i feel like um i have a fragile brain and anytime that i try to like i try to do something and it doesn't work out the first time my brain goes and just explodes and i just lose it so it's it's my own stress and i'm trying to just not let that impede the good time like we actually um went kayaking yesterday and that was that was really fun um a man hadn't been kayaking before <laughs> and it was a time <laughs> i've been kayaking so many times and he'd never been before and it took us a while to get into the rhythm of kayaking together because we went in a tandem one. But it was very fun. <laughs> Many laughs. Uh, my man is uh, Australian. So we came to uh, see his friends and family and be doing more traveling back and forth between the States and Australia now that uh, travel is open. And I'm vaccinated specifically for travel. So, yeah. Just I, I love Australia. Um, I've been here back in 2015 and 2016. Um, I actually, I actually used to, <laughs> I actually used to fantasize about living in Australia uh, a time ago. So now it's kind of, I guess everything works out, just not necessarily in the ways that you think it will. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I've actually been to the Chinese Friendship Garden. Um, but that was in 2015, uh, when I was here last. So this has been a uh, partially a work trip. So we haven't, um, done much exploring except for the kayaking and some really good food yesterday. So, but no, it's, um, we'll probably be doing some exploring while we're here as well. But, um, you guys know me, <laughs> I work all the time, <laughs> but we're going to be making some time to do some stuff. So, um, I'll be taking like photos and videos and documenting stuff that we do as well. But, um, yeah. And I know that, um, some of you guys have asked if my man would come on the podcast and I talked to him. He said he would be down to do an episode with me. So just getting on some of our weird conversations. <laughs> we're, we're so weird. 
<laughs> but I might do that if you guys are if you guys are interested in it. But if not, um, I'll just keep doing solo stuff. And like I said, I might have David on as well too if he's if he's still interested. We talked about it a bit, so yeah, should be fun. So um, as as we get into to more stuff, um, maybe less about less about travel but do you guys have questions specifically about being in australia or do you guys have any of your own stories to to share with me or more questions and such that you guys might have like to kind of stay on point a little bit while we're recording the podcast so david doesn't have to cut as much sorry david and uh then we can always um hop off once we get enough footage recorded and we can uh talk more and do like more of a more of a normal stream maybe i'll yeah, I'll take my boobs out. You just never fucking know. I am weird. So don't you dare tell me that I'm not weird. A spear, because I am weird. And I pride myself on it, so. I love the excessive use of the word cunt. But I've been saying cunt for a very long time. And definitely more so since I'm dating an Australian. Because <laughs> it's accepted. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually, uh, I think I talked about this before we were actually recording Kinky, but my first experience with one of the spiders in Australia was, <laughs> like, the first night we got in, um, went to use the toilet, sitting there, taking my little pish, and looked over into the shower, which was just, like, a little corner glass shower, and there was, like, this giant spider just chilling in the on the floor and near the drain and I was like huh wonder what kind of spider that is and so I finished my little pish wash my hands and I'm like hey babe there's a spider in the shower he's like all right so he comes down I'm like what kind of spider is that and he's like get me your shoe and I was like oh fuck so he's like slapping the spider and apparently it's a white tail um which is weird because it's black but if it bites you, your skin starts melting off. So luckily I didn't just like step right into the shower. <laughs> so... <laughs> Killed the fuck out of that white tail. <laughs> the daddy long legs here are, are massive too, but I don't I don't I don't mind spiders that don't kill you. Like I used to have um I used to have a tarantula for a hot minute when I was in school very briefly before I was homeschooled I got to take home the class tarantula for the summer and that was super cool but you no know, spiders don't really bother me it's just uh, the ones that make your flesh melt off are less than optimal for shower companions but apparently with the whitetails they love bathrooms like the damp areas and then also don't leave your clothing on the floor and if you do shake it out before you use it so you can stomp on a spider because they like to climb into the clothes on the ground so i make sure to never leave clothes on the ground and always check the bathrooms and showers and that's the only white tail i've seen so <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um and we're not living like crazy out in the sticks or anything but i got like my shoe rack i keep everything up off the ground <laughs> for the most part so yeah but no, it's 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 not it's not too bad. Uh, like uh, bugs and stuff, they don't bother me. Like the the flies are kind of annoying, but it's not really the crazy season for flies right now either. So it's not it's not that bad. I'm not super like squeamish of stuff. It's just that like the 
I, I don't necessarily know what all the different spiders look like, so I'm always like paranoid that it's going to be one that's just going to kill me. Um, I haven't seen a koala bear yet. Um, saw a koala bear last time that I was in Australia, because in 2016, um, when I was in Australia, I went to like, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, like an animal rescue, like preserve type area where you could go out and like pay a little entrance fee and they basically rescue um, animals. So they had like kangaroos and wallabies and a koala and like just a, just a bunch of different animals. I got to pet the koala. I have a photo. I have a photo of me and the koala somewhere, but not here with me, but somewhere at home. But yeah. Yeah, it's not it's, the, it's not too bad. Yeah, it is winter. That's that's one thing is kind of funny. Like, I just left the Vegas winter and came into Australia winter. So it's cold to cold. <laughs> like, and uh, my house sitter is showing me photos of my backyard. And, like, all the flowers are blooming. And it's beautiful. The pool's all sparkling. And I'm like, it's fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, we got, so we got scorpions in um, uh, Vegas, too. I actually uh, had... Uh, tiny little one of those clear little fuckers in my bathroom that I had to kill uh, last year. Yeah, but I get I get the house all sprayed and everything, so it's not not as big of an issue typically. Yeah, scorpions are actually really really pretty. Yeah, until they fuck you up. <laughs> 102? Oh, that sounds beautiful. 102 in Vegas. That sounds lovely. Oh, something fun. I drove a car in Australia. <laughs> Only in a parking lot. And it was terrifying. I felt like I was 15 years old again going through driver's ed. I was like, how do I? Also, I have a question, right? Okay. So you're driving on the incorrect side of the road, for one, the left side. Makes no fucking sense. But that wouldn't be as bad if, like, the wheel was still on the same side. The car still turns. Why can't, if you're going to go on the left side, why does the driver's side have to be on the right side? Why can't it just be on the left side? I feel like it still wouldn't be... It, it would still be, you know, harder to like pay attention, but that you can keep up with the flow of traffic. But the weirdest thing is that the wheel is on the opposite side. And that's what fucks me up the most. I'm like, what is my turning radius? I have no idea. <laughs> but he made me drive just so I could say that I did it. But it was just in a parking lot and I almost shit my pants. Like I was so freaked out I was going to hit something or how it was going to park. <laughs> Ended up being fine, but I did curb the tire. A little bit on my first left turn because I was like, I don't know my turning radius. So, <laughs> yeah, like, why does it have to be reversed in the car? It would be less work for manufacturers. If you want to drive on the left side of the road, that's cool, but why does the wheel also have to? It doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I have seen a wombat, not this trip, but I've, I've seen them before. I went to a zoo when I was here. Wombats actually remind me of my corgis. So they sleep the same. They like sleep on their back with their big old bellies hanging out. It just reminds me of, they remind me of corgis, the corgis of marsupials. That's what wombats are. And yes, they poop squares, like little cubes. Isn't that adorable?
Yeah, well, it's one thing, like like I said, like even on the left side of the road, that it would be so much easier to just drive on the left side of the road if like the wheel was just the same as it was at home. But because the wheel is on the opposite side, I feel like I can't, I can't visualize or feel like where the car is on the road. So I, I just freak out. But yeah, it's fine. I don't have to drive if I don't want to. <laughs> no. Um. So surfing, I have never done before, and I have about as much coordination as a bull in a china shop. So I'm not really sure that that would be fantastic for me and knowing me i'd get like killed by a jellyfish or something like <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not sure about surfing i'm not sure if that's something that i want to maybe i don't know maybe not this trip though it's cold as fuck maybe if we come back in summer you don't pee on the jellyfish you pee on the part that the jellyfish stung I mean, unless you have a kink for going around and pissing on ocean wildlife. I don't think you pee on the jellyfish. I'm fairly certain that's not how that works. <laughs> I'll try it and let you know. I pissed on that jellyfish, man. He just died. <laughs> like, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> okay. All right. I know you guys have questions about australia and stuff like that but i think for the most part probably not as entertaining for podcasts so if you guys would like listen 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 to what i'm telling you really quick because i can still live stream after we get the podcast recorded but i want to make sure i have content for david to actually edit so normal stuff questions advice you might need stories think back to the story that cliff brought up think about that great conversation that came out of that that you guys enjoyed Let's do some mental gymnastics here. Yeah? Start thinking, 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 thinking. I haven't been stung. What? I haven't been stung by a jellyfish. What? No. Okay. So start thinking. Comments that you may have about previous episodes. Questions about past guests. Questions about me, the job. Any Anything about me, for the most part. I'm fairly for the most part, an open book with maybe mild censoring, advice, stories that you've heard, news that you've heard that you want me to comment on, anything like that, I'm going to go pee again because I have the bladder of a child. Uh, it's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> Shit. Well. Oh, I just had to press the button. I'm stupid. Okay, it's working. Yes. Well, this, there's like this um, USB hub that I just got, and I didn't realize that when you plug it in, there's also a button on the hub to press to turn on the USB port. I thought you just plugged it in, but I'm stupid. All right. <sighs> I, I don't currently have any guests planned for, like, when I get home. I have some people who are interested in coming back on or who are new and interested in coming on, but it's difficult for me to schedule anything when I'm not there, if that makes sense. So I don't have things scheduled yet. I'll probably start um, scheduling guests uh, and reaching out to people in June once I know what my travel schedule looks like. 
so that I can start comparing that with other people's. I've had some people ask uh, to come on this month, not realizing that I'm in Australia, so but they might be coming back out in uh, July or August. So, but I, I mean, I can't like confirm who's coming on. I mean, I never tell you guys who's basically coming on until they're there, so you just have to kind of stay tuned. Like, you can always let people know um, who might be interested to reach out to me, but currently I don't have anybody scheduled. But that's that's not really a topic for conversation, so have y'all been thinking while I was pushing, or, or is this just going to be a really short episode? Just for consistency's sake. I went through um, voicemails with Laura um, that's coming out on Monday for you guys, Tuesday for me. Um, so stay tuned for that. But you guys haven't, <laughs> you guys haven't really been leaving any voicemails. Um, I keep asking for emails and voice messages, but I mean, that's kind of on you guys, isn't it? I can't leave myself voicemails and all I can do is ask. So if you have anything, stories to share, news to comment on, questions for me, questions potentially to raise to future guests, anchor.fm slash twnd. There is a little button with a plus sign that says message, and that is where you leave voice messages, or you can email twndpodcast at gmail.com for all of your submissions. Um, Literally anything my dude like but like legit questions like it's it's i don't know why it's so confusing like because we have these live streams right we have these live streams all the time and i'm always like tell me something that you think i don't know like ask me something and and it's like easy for you guys then was it because my my boobs are typically out just like (laughs) you guys listen you guys know the shit that i that i talk about you guys have questions you guys have your own stories you guys might need advice on a topic or want to hear my thoughts on something and if not like that's cool but if you're not leaving voicemails then no i i don't have voicemails (laughs) and also please as i said before don't leave submissions that are like i have nothing but you're killing it take that comment and leave it on a youtube video to help the algorithm leave me a rating on the podcast site share the podcast with a friend when I open up a voicemail or an email and that's the content that doesn't that doesn't give me anything to work with it's cool and I appreciate that but it would be a lot cooler if you if you helped with the algorithm leave it leave it on a the the podcast Instagram is twnd podcasts leave a comment there on on the clips that I post like any of that kind of stuff to help with traffic and engagement but if you if you leave a if you leave a voice message just like oh, i've got nothing for you then it's like well you just kind of wasted my time a little bit there didn't you <laughs> i have to cut that out because it's not helpful <laughs> what am i planning for the future also very broad the future is huge unless i died tomorrow i mean we never really know do we but it's <laughs> what are you planning for the future what I plan for the future is that I don't really plan for the future because most of the plans that I make never end up turning out any way that I think that they might or could or would. So typically it's flying by the seat of your pants and hoping that something that you plan out turns to fruition in some way or another, but it's, 
like my five-year plan oh my god should i just end this episode your five-year plan do any of you have a five-year plan do do you make five-year plans y'all probably don't even stick to your new year's resolutions if you make those you really have a five-year plan <laughs> exactly <laughs> jeez <laughs> Define chronic pain. I don't I don't know what that means. I'm not a doctor. I've had back pain my entire life because I have scoliosis. Like what what are you asking about chronic pain? That's it doesn't I don't understand what you're saying. What were my favorite songs to play on the clarinet? I didn't have a favorite song. I just played what I was made to play. Um, clarinet was not like a passion for me, or I would have continued to do it. I was made to do clarinet. I was made to be in band, in sports, all the things. I, I enjoyed sports more, um, but it was like, here are things that you need to do so that hopefully you have a full rounded experience. <laughs> like, I wasn't I don't know. I, my mom played the clarinet, um, so I had a, a clarinet. My grandfather's clarinet, actually, because um, he played as well. But um, I wasn't ever like, wow, clarinet is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I picked clarinet because it was an instrument that my family already had, and we couldn't afford to buy a different instrument, and it was also the closest thing to a recorder that everyone was taught to play in like third or fourth grade and I thought it would be easy and it wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't like passionate about the clarinet. I'm not going to have coffee with you, dude. I don't fucking know you at all. And no, it's not going to happen. You come into my live streams all the time, be in dear scene that I can't even say your name and you're always creepy. So that's my comment on what you have to say. Um, I used to think I wanted to play, like, the guitar and stuff like that, but, I mean, I'm I'm not a super, like, m musical person. I've talked about this on another episode. I can't even, I couldn't even read sheet music. Um, music wasn't really my passion. My stuff was always, like, basically drawing for the most part. That's, that's my artistic thing. I used to think that I could sing. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be, like, a pop star or whatever but no i'm not like i'm not a musically inclined person i didn't really have any oh man i really wish i could play this this instrument or whatever so no i my mom tried to get me to learn how to play the piano and that was that didn't i it didn't work <laughs> all right so i'm gonna read this really good so when I was like 13, this is from seven, when I was 13, I came down with viral meningitis and I was laying on the floor, absolutely terrified that it would lead to some type of brain damage. So I'm just laying there going, oh no, I'm retarded over and over again. Then in the ambulance, I just kept saying shit repeatedly. Then when I got to the hospital, the nurses called me shit boy. Did that actually happen?
Because I have a very hard time believing that there were nursing and medical professionals calling a child shit boy. That's crazy. Well, that's one reason I don't like to go to the hospital. People suck. And I don't trust them. <laughs> that's really horrible. <laughs> Actually, um... Stay tuned for Monday's episode because I have my own hospital story that you guys will get to <laughs> listen to and learn something fun about me. I'm not going to get into it now because I want you to listen to the episodes and leave comments and such and engage. So that will be fun. It's quite it's quite the tale. <laughs> So they didn't call you to your face, shit boy. They were saying it to other people. Well, you can't, you, do you necessarily know, like, who told you that they were calling you shit boy? Who told you that they were calling you? Are you sure that they, that this person wasn't just fucking with you to, to make you feel worse about your situation? <laughs> if you didn't hear it yourself, do you know that that actually, do you know that that actually happened? <laughs> Maybe they just wanted to. Maybe they just wanted to fuck with you, Seven. <laughs> Thinking about your dad, that might have been possible. Yeah, so I think he was. I think he was fucking with you. I think he just wanted to call you shit boy. It's <laughs> a very dad thing to fucking do. Okay. So Daddy KJ's says, two years ago met a super girl named Betsy. Found out eighteen months been lied to, then told me the truth. That's not a full story. I have no like. What? How would you like me to comment on that? I need details, my dude. Or that's not that's not a story. Lied to about what? Like she actually had a penis. Like she was married with ten kids. Like whoa. Well, I need context here. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only person who knows how to properly tell stories, but I guess that's why I have a podcast and you guys listen to it, huh? Flesh it out a little bit. Give the story some life, my dude. Give the story some life. You gotta, you gotta like get the details going in or like, otherwise that's just like a statement. That's not a story. Stories have depth and volume and characters and a climax and a resolution. Gotta, gotta figure it out. Context is king. All right, so, Daddy, based on this new information that you give me, this is how you would tell the story. Two years ago, I was online. And I met this girl who called herself Betsy, and I thought that she was just the tits pajamas. And we talked and talked online, and we never met in person. And she was using your photos, Molly, to catfish me. That's the story. That's how you tell it. And I'm no stranger to finding out that people have been using my photos to catfish people. However, perhaps if you've been talking to someone only online and not in person, 
for two years, then you should assume that they're not the person that they say that they are. Because that's a really long-ass time to not have any confirmation of who somebody actually is. <laughs> I don't know, like, have people not heard of Google Image Search? <laughs> like, I always, I always love when people will, like, email the podcast, like, um, is this you that I've actually been talking to? And I'm like, the podcast is under a year old. You could find Molly Stewart's podcast and the email for the podcast, but you couldn't find my real social media, my subscription pages, and you've listened to the podcast and you're still wondering if that's me. I, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. So that happened to my ex. She thought she was talking to a real person through a dating app. She showed me a photo of her and I was like, wait, that's a porn star. Probably not a real person, which turned out to be the case. That's why oh, dating apps, all that kind of, you just can never trust really who, who people are online. It's, it's one of the things like when, when you meet someone online, you should just go in with a little bit of skepticism, right? Because like, Especially if you haven't, like, we live in a digital age, right? Where if you're talking to someone online, you have phones, you have Skype, Zoom, many ways to actually, like, face-to-face -face interact with and talk to someone that is in a live setting that cannot be faked. How do you go all of this time dragging along like if if someone if, if you've been talking to someone even for like even maybe it was like six months right and you're like oh maybe i i think it's this person after a certain point do you not get a little sus out when they're like oh i can't facetime you or i haven't had internet for six months so somehow i can message you on this app but i can't facetime you i can't skype with you i can't call you like, there are so many ways to, to now determine if someone is lying to you online. Like, and, and, that's, and that's what's going in with, like, your own expectations and putting what you want at the forefront of your mind versus what the reality probably is. So it's like, if you're letting yourself believe that for long enough, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the camera on my phone is broken. Send me money to get a new camera! <laughs> no it's it's sus you just have to start being suspicious start being suspicious please like that's so many red flags let me just take it home and date it online for two years like, i can't like, like how at what point is it like at what point does your brain go, wait a minute, something here isn't right. My spidey sense is tingling. Something's going on here. Like, what, what, it's, I, <laughs> when you were on Holly Randall's podcast, you said someone copyrighted your name, copyrighted my name. I have my own name copyrighted. I did that. 
I well not copyrighted, but I I trademarked the name because I thought for some reason that that would help me get verified on platforms and stuff, but it didn't. <laughs> so I don't even know if it's still active anymore. It's probably not, but people use my name all the time. They use my photos all the time but that's like with any i feel like anybody who has some semblance of an online presence where they have just a bunch of photos and content of themselves it's typically going to be that there's somebody out there who's taking their content and then using it to try to scam people but it's just like after a certain point like if you're not actually having a live interaction with someone even if it's live on something like facetime or zoom or skype or whatever it is then you should have something in your brain that's like this isn't right. Let's either end this, get the truth, or something, or just like cut off the communication, especially if they just keep asking you for money all the time. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. Good night, Rick. So now Daddy is saying that he just made up the story for conversation and that he's not that stupid. Well, Daddy, it's a really bad story that you made up, and I don't recommend that you get into storytelling because I ended up telling your own story better than you, and it wasn't even entertaining. So, stick, don't, don't, don't quit your date job. <laughs> like, what I think actually happened is that that did happen to you. But then I called it out, and you feel embarrassed. So, that's my truth, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Otherwise, why say it in the beginning? And to come up with the name Betsy? Come on. Could have come up with a much better name. I don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, let me know, Cliff. That uh, the episode with Holly Randall came out very, like, ages ago. Um, I was actually on another podcast recently. I was on Alexis Fox's podcast, which is the Highest Fox podcast, which was actually a really good episode. So if you guys uh, haven't checked it out, make sure you do. It was really fun. All right. Does anybody else have anything interesting to, to add to this? Because now daddy is asking me if I like Hangout, which is, I assume, Google Hangouts, which is where a majority of people have told me that they've been catfished from, which makes me prove my point even further that daddy was in fact catfished and is now embarrassed about it because I just told him that he was essentially kind of dumb-dumb for letting himself be catfished for two years by Betsy. It's okay to be embarrassed. We all make mistakes. Just don't let it happen again. Ah, and so now daddy admits it. He is embarrassed. And yes, it was his actual story. Aww. See, the truth comes out. And see how quick it was for me to get the truth out? It's because I'm actually a real person with real thoughts rattling around in my little, my little brain up here. So that's how easy it should be to suss out if someone's catfishing you. Because I just sussed it out and I don't even know the full situation. So anyway. Anybody else with anything to add or should I end this podcast because I don't even know what this is anymore? <laughs> you guys have any situations that you would like me to give <laughs> helpful or unhelpful advice? <laughs> any other stories about being 
not catfished by me? No? Any any questions about me, the actual person, instead of me, Betsy? <laughs> I like a girl, but I really shouldn't. Okay, Trey, tell me more. Is her name Betsy? <laughs> Trey, it's not me, okay? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you, Trey? I have a boyfriend. <laughs> and my name isn't Betsy, it's Molly. Okay, I'm waiting for the full story before I comment. So, you can cut out dead space, David. Actually, there's probably a lot of dead space to cut out, David. You can... David, I'll, I'll leave it up to you and your amazing brain to figure out what of this is usable and what's not. Maybe we'll have 30 minutes, maybe we'll have 40. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how long I've been recording because we had all that hiccup with trying to get the audio to work as well. All right. So while Trey gets his thoughts together, I'm going to read from Joel. So I've been following this woman on OnlyFans since the pandemic hit. We've been chatting on the site for a while. Then she gave me her Snapchat and have been sexting and chatting throughout these past couple years and getting really to know each other. She said we should meet this summer. Not 100% sure if I should or not. What do you think? So do you pay for the Snapchat and do you pay for the sexting and chatting? That's my first question about the situation. <sighs> so a lot of people give out their Snapchat for free. I don't. Um, I used to give it out for free to some people. But if you are paying for sexting, you'll probably be paying for a lot in that relationship, if that makes sense. Um, now, this isn't the case for everyone. But I know that in a lot of situations, like for me, for instance, I personally, this is nothing against you guys. Don't get me wrong. I would never date someone and have a real full relationship with someone who paid me to buy my porn, paid me to be sexual with them, because at that point, the relationship started as transactional and there are always going to be aspects to that relationship that are transactional there's nothing wrong with having those transactions there's nothing wrong with paying for sexting or paying for porn in fact i recommend that everybody pay for their porn because we're out here showing our bodies which you don't typically get to see from most of society so of course there's monetary value attached to it just like there always has been with sex work since the dawn of time However, it, 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 it would be maybe perhaps different if you were no longer subscribed to her OnlyFans, if you were no longer paying for these sexual conversations and it was something that just evolved naturally or even had her phone number and there was no monetary value attached to it. And that was something that maybe was just no longer part of the equation because you two were just like, I like you. I like you. I don't want you pay for my services any longer because I value you as a person. Because at that point, if that's not what, if that's not what, how can I say, use your words. If that isn't what's happening and there's still monetary value attached to the services that she's providing you, 
you could meet up with her, you might get laid, probably have to pay to do so. And at that point, like, do you, do you want to have a relationship that's based off what you're willing to give her? Or do you want it to be because she respects you and values you as a person and because of that no longer wants you to be someone who's basically like paying for something that if you were in a real relationship, you should be getting for free. Does that make sense? She's, um, so I don't, I don't know if that, if that makes sense. And I mean, it might not be the case, but typically in most cases that is the case. And I know there are a lot of sex workers, um, and adult industry performers and stuff like that who, who, who do the whole, well, you pay a little bit more, you get that really personal experience. Not something that I offer, but I know many do. Now, if, if you're totally fine going to situation, getting laid and parting with some coin, go for it. But I wouldn't really expect an actual real full valuable relationship to be had with somebody who still sees you as somebody who's going to pay to be getting that level of intimacy that if you actually love and respect and care for someone that you would give to them for free like <laughs> like if i send my man sexy nudes i'm not like oh hey and can you send me like 50 dollars like you know what I mean? I don't even want my man to, like, buy stuff for me. <laughs> like, like, we have a very, like, it's, it's like the, the mutual respect type thing. Like, I, I, one week I buy groceries. Next week he buys groceries. Like, and, and because that, at the end of the day, like, if <sighs> she's still providing all these services to other people and I still provide these services to other people, but I'm not going to make my man, who I love and respect and care about, pay for services that I'm getting other people to pay for. Like, I don't look at him as someone who's like, oh, if you want these things from me, then you're going to have to give me money or you should be paying my bills or whatever, because that's, that's not healthy. And that's not the basis for a good grounded, true, real and valuable relationship. So that's, that's just, that's just my opinion. In, in my opinion, relationships should be 50-50. And it would be different, like I said, if perhaps you were no longer paying her for those services and it was something that you guys just did together outside of the platform, or even if it was on Snapchat and she wasn't requiring you to pay to sext with her or to talk with her or to, say, subscribe to her OnlyFans. That's totally, that's totally different. Because maybe, maybe, you know, it started off as, oh, it's transactional. You're really hot. I want to give you money to see your tits and for you to stick stuff inside of yourself. And then maybe you had those conversations and it started to evolve past it and it got like super deep, right? And then she was like, hey, I actually want to meet you. I, I want to see where this goes. Stop subscribing to my OnlyFans. Stop paying me money for my time. And for my attention and for my nudes, then that would be like, oh, okay. She doesn't see you as money coming into her account. She sees you as a real full ass person that she wants to truly get to know outside of her job. But the way that it's going now where you're still paying for those services, then to me, and maybe this isn't the case, and I can't speak for everyone, but that's not that's not something that I would do if if that makes sense. Because then I would be like, well, 
because at that point too if you're going to enter into a relationship with someone like that that's kind of like based around money then you would always also feel obligated to like always be on for that person or to always expect them to give you money for something and that doesn't that's not that's not a real relationship so i mean you can do whatever you want i just that's that's my my personal opinion on it so that's my advice maybe it's helpful maybe it's not but that's my perspective as someone who does this line of work all right so let's get to trey there so trey says there's a girl that i followed on youtube back at the start of the pandemic she got big and went viral got some views but honestly i think there's too much of an age slash experience gap not something that i'd ever actually be able to pursue but i still think she's pretty cool so what so okay, so I need a little more context then as as well, Trey, because she so she's in her mid twenties. I'm really forties, so I think it's one of those similar situations. Like, what the, did I miss the middle part? Oh, 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 I'm sorry, I did. Finally got to meet her in person recently. Had a really good interaction and slid into the DMs. Okay, so that goes back. So she's YouTube, not um. An adult content creator am i correct in that assessment so she's not like a like a porn adult nothing like that okay um well here's another opinion on that as someone who was married to an older man um she's in her mid-20s you're in her early 40s um Like I said, I'm not going to tell you what to do in this situation, but that's an even bigger age gap than I was with my ex. So if you have someone in their early to mid 20s, they're still figuring things out, still getting their life experience. And I know that a lot of women who are in their early 20s, because I was one of them, typically have this feeling or understanding or almost self-taught that men who are older have all their shit figured out or look for someone who can take care of you and (laughs) and 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 stuff like that but with such a big age gap to me um while it could maybe be fun uh if you want to get your rocks off and she's cool with that i just don't know how much of a how much of a full experience that you can really have with someone who's that much of an age difference and that's and that's simply because like i mean for me even even personally as a 30 year old talking to people who are in their early to mid 20s i'm like i don't know how to relate to you maybe there are some interests like maybe you both like marvel movies or something because marvel has been around forever (laughs) like or or maybe there are certain things that you guys um can connect with on certain levels but i think i think to to really be with someone and have a truly meaningful relationship i think that you have to have a similar amount of shared life experiences and when when you have enough life experiences you can kind of figure it out as to like what it is that not only you need but what you're able to give someone and when you're in your early 20s 
you don't even know what it is that you need or want. You're still figuring it out. You're that's one of the reasons that you date. It's one of the reasons that you know a lot of relationships don't work out because you're still figuring out yourself and you're still figuring out what it is that you need and want from other people and what you're able and willing to give up yourself and give up of yourself to make a relationship with somebody work long term. And I think until you have like a a myriad of either shared or similar experiences um, from life under your belt, it's very difficult to to not only relate to someone, but to be kind of able to take challenges in a relationship together and work on them because you're at different stages in life, in brain development. And it, it's, it, I mean, it could work, but it's something that I think would maybe be very difficult. And at, and at the end of the day, does it really come back to like, you know, wanting to kind of relive a little bit of that youth? And I'm not saying that in a negative way, because everyone wants to relive their youth. But when you really think about it, do you think that it's something that could work out long term? Or are you setting yourself up to have a good time and then have a lot of hurt on either sides when you realize that you can't, you know, fully relate to someone who's that much your uh, who you're that senior to, I, I suppose. Not that you're a senior, but y- you know what I mean. But 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 that's the fun thing. Like you can have crushes, like and and there's nothing wrong with like having some of the flirtation and and this and that. But I think I think after you also get to a certain age in life, it's like you can have that stuff. But do you really want to have to put yourself through? Is you are in your forties? Do you want to go through maybe three, four? five years and then be in your late 40s or your early 50s and then have somebody who's figured out that what they actually want and need isn't compatible with what it is that you have to offer at that point or what they're even able to give or garner from you but it's also one of those things like if you like a like a a little fling or something sure but I, I, I just, I, I would say if you're going to do anything, just, just approach it cautiously and realize that there is a very big chance that it probably won't work out long term. And to more look at it as something that is fun and, and is a fling. And maybe, maybe you do go and, and relive that, that early 20s youth, you know, and go in with the expectation that it's probably not going to last forever, but it's something that could be fun then you're going to be a lot less hurt on both sides, especially if that's something that you discuss ahead of time that like maybe not to have that like full commitment necessarily, but just to be like, let's see how it goes. But no, but no kind of, at least in the back of your mind and have realistic, (laughs) sorry, have realistic expectations for someone who's that much younger than you and what kind of relationship that can ultimately pan out into, if that makes sense i don't know if that makes sense or if i'm just like blowing smoke out of my ass and my mouth so (laughs) yeah it's very important to discuss boundaries and and all that kind of stuff and then also realize like when you're in your 20s like you think you know (laughs) what you want and what you need but also realize that she may get six months in or even a year in and then just be like 
oh, this was fun and this was an experience with you to realize that, oh, I do need someone who's younger and can relate to me on, um, I guess, I don't want to say maybe like age appropriate type level, but kind of just because, I mean, that that is such an excessive age gap. It's not even like, oh, it's 10 years. You're looking at more like a 20 year age gap. So... Yeah. So if she's only about three years older than your son, you gotta set some very realistic expectations and boundaries, not only with her, but with yourself, as to how that's gonna pan out. The, oh. There's nothing wrong with having a little crush or a little fling, as long as you go in with the knowledge that that's potentially all that that's gonna be. And as long as she knows that as well. Because also at this point, she's three years older than your son. You're kind of like, you'd, you'd end up becoming like not only like the boyfriend or the this or that, but almost like a father figure who then has to kind of guide this person who's so much younger than you through these life experiences. Do you want to kind of like raise a kid in your relationship, if, if that makes sense? Like... And, and daddy issues stem from somewhere and it's not, it's not your responsibility to heal somebody else's trauma and typically you won't be able to either. And I say that as someone who had to go through therapy to realize that the only person that could fix my situation was myself and not my boyfriend, not my friends, not my family, and it was me. And, um, a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's one of the, one of the things, especially when you're young, you don't realize that you think other people can fix you or show you what it is that you need, but they do. It's just not in the ways that you think that they will, you know, it's, they may show you the things that you need and they may teach you life lessons, but not in a way that's like, oh, I'm here fixing you. It's that oh, I'm showing you all these other things that you didn't realize about yourself that now you're going to have to actually assess and figure out and fix or work on about yourself and about your past that far preceded our relationship. Uh. <laughs> Unhelpful advice. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joel. Thank you for joining But, but I think this, um, I think this has been, um, a great, I think that, um, based on the last few questions, we've had, um, quite a few good interactions and maybe now you guys know a bit more of the type of stuff that I'm looking for when I ask for submissions. So whether you have, whether you want to keep it completely anonymous and not use your voice, you can email twndpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to get my opinions or my thoughts on something, whether it's your own life experiences, whether it's experiences of other people or, you know, things that you've read about that you want commentary on or pretty much anything. Um, you can also leave uh, voice messages at anchor.fm slash twnd. Um, and if you don't want your name given, just make up a name or just use your first name. Um, I typically only use people's first names if they leave them because first names are typically generic. So, but you can feel free to make up a name too. That's totally fine. So, but I think I will, 
end of the podcast recording uh, here. And thank you guys for participating and thank you guys for sharing your lives with me as I share mine with you as well. Um, and uh, make sure that you guys uh, subscribe. Uh, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that you listen, anchor.fm slash TWND. Um, and youtube.com slash Molly Stewart chats for the bit, uh, full video episodes. Just make sure that you uh, subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss an episode. Leave a comment for the algorithm or leave us a rating at anywhere that you rate podcasts. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Just gonna... Stop recording.